Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Seed of Revenge. Written by Semi-Loki. He could easily catch up to the boy, yet he allowed the child to pull away. Blocked along with easy purposeful strides as the child stumbled blindly through the forest. Flight, it made the dark wine taste so much sweeter. Gregor's smile brightened, unseen in the gloom of the forest. There was a new moon out, too dark for the child's eyes, but to Gregor's it may as well have been a midsummer day. The forest was alive with the startling colors and smells, ones that he had never noticed when he was still a mere mortal huntsman. Had there ever really been a time when he stepped in the forest and was not driven almost to madness by the sounds of a hundred heartbeats thundering in a hundred chests? Had the sight of fresh blood ever not been tantalizing? It was so hard to remember. That was before, he reminded himself. Before, when he was human, when he was a lesser... Now there was only the hunter and his prey. The child, a small boy of no more than ten summers, darted to the left. Did he really think the hunter could not follow him? That such a simple ploy would distract him. The foolishness of children, thinking that he could play the part of a jackrabbit and outwit the fox. But this was no mere fox, small one. Gregor's lips parted, not with pleasure this time, but with anticipation. He could smell the fear-laden sweat, hear the child's racing heart, the thrum of blood called to him. Gregor's vision narrowed. He now saw but the child, his prey. There was no forest, no moonless sky, only the frightened child and the hunger. Gregor's legs tensed, ready to bounce, and he saw the child leap forward unexpectedly. Gregor's mind snapped back into awareness. Why would the child leap over the twigs and brambles? Unless... He tried to stop his running legs, but it was too late. His foot pushed through the loosely piled foliage, and he fell into a pit that lay below... As he fell, something fell on top of his head, crushing it. For the first time in over forty years, the night turned black. Gregor did not so much as awake, but become aware again. Although it had never occurred before, he immediately understood what must have happened. A rock or some tool had been used to strike his head. It had been shattered even, perhaps... However, amongst his kind, any injury that was not fatal could be recovered from. Head injuries were an inconvenience, not fatal. His skull, his brain, and his ruined flesh had regenerated, yet, uh, strangely, he felt oddly weak. 
How much of his precious blood reserves had so much healing cost him? He opened his eyes and found himself inside a pit staring upwards. He sensed that sunrise was still a few hours away. Plenty of time to seek the refuge of his crypt. But, try as he might, he found himself stuck fast at the bottom of the shallow pit. Too shallow for a grave. He would ordinarily have been able to climb out with even the resorting to superhuman resources. Why could he not move now? Cautiously, he lifted his head up and much to his strength aloud, and what he spied horrified him. Dark blood stained his shirt collar. It was dark in color. Old blood. He did not even need to smother to know it was his own. He had been bled. His strength was sapped. Worst yet, he spied circles of old blood on his wrist and ankles. He tugged his arms and legs and felt the cold metal sliding inside. He had been nailed to a board lying at the bottom of a pit. Either one alone would have been hindered his movements, but together it was almost helpless. His nostrils fled as the scent reached him. Garlic. There were cloves of garlic in here with him. Whoever did this seemed to want Gregor alive, but unable to escape. The child must have been bait to lure Gregor out there. How? Wonderful. Someone wished to bargain, no doubt. Perhaps even planning on demanding the gift of immortality. This would be so interesting. A light came on over the lip of the pit. Someone was approaching with a torch. Marvelous. Perhaps he would now lock eyes on the mortal who did such a feat. To his surprise, though... When the figure did appear, he only saw the same boy who had given him flight through the forest earlier. Hello, little one, Gregor cooed. Has your master sent you to study his prize? Hello, grandfather, the boy greeted blandly. The torch he carried was tall and tapered, and in his other hand he carried a shovel. The boy stabbed the torch into the soil next to the shallow pit and took the shovel in both hands. Gregor grinned. Who is your master? he asked. I have no master, the boy answered. The child then turned to the pile of loose dirt. The shovel blade sank readily inside. The boy tossed a spadeful of dirt upon Gregor's chest. Gregor's head struck the board beneath him as what little strength remained was immediately sapped. It took an intense effort of will, but he forced his lips to move once more. Grave soil, he gasped. Your master is familiar with the law. The child nodded. I've been studying it for the past two years, he said, with the repeated, more empathetically, and I do not have a master. Gregor forced himself to chuckle. He felt no amusement. He hadn't felt amused in years, but he was certain that if he kept this child talking, the boy would make a mistake. He was, of course, just a child, prey, something to be toyed with, and then, uh, when the heart reaches a crescendo and threatens to break free of its cage of bone, to be drained of life. Prey were to be trapped. They did not lay traps. This must be the work of another. So why deny it? Was the child scared? The garlic blunted Gregor's senses, so he could not taste the fear on the wind if it did exist. Still, it seemed like so much bravado. 
This is your work, then, Gregor asked as the shovel bit into another spadeful of grave soil. You study the law yet, methinks not closely enough. None of this shall kill me. I know, the boy admitted. More dirt struck Gregor. His vision blurred, but he held on tightly to consciousness. Some on the face, Gregor taunted. It shall protect me from the morning sun. Yes, the child agreed. Dirt struck Gregor's in the face. It took the last dregs of his strength to shake enough free to speak again. When he was able to focus once more, he found the child was now in the pit with him. The child straddled Gregor's stomach. His face was wrong, not the face of terrified prey. The face was cold, uncaring, yet the eyes. Yes, the eyes, they burned. For the first time, Gregor wondered if this was what the others saw in his face before he struck. More than likely, it would be the last thing they saw if it was. Was it not bravado? Could this child really have devised this plan? But why did it believe him to be a spirit that could grant wishes? No, that was not the expression of someone anticipating a reward. It was the face of a man closing the book on an unpleasant chapter of his life. The child reached into his pocket and touched Gregor's chest. He then climbed out of the pit and picked up the shovel again. Something had been left on Grigor's chest. He struggled to lift his head, but he could not recover enough strength to do so yet. Who are you? Grigor snarled. The child did not even pause in his shoveling. Doesn't matter, Grandfather, the boy asked. Ye, why do you call me Grandfather? Why, indeed, the child said, you have done so little to earn the name, yet, Grandfather, you are, by blood, if not by action. Such nonsense! Gregor declared, I have no grandchild. You do, the boy replied, without even breaking rhythm. My name is Dennis, son of Anna. That name means nothing to me, Gregor said as he rolled his eyes in his head. He concentrated on his hand. Maybe if he focused all of his will into one limb, he could pull the freed nail. I know it, Dennis said. Yet the name Olga is known to you. Gregor relaxed his hand. Olga is dead, he said simply. So you thought, Dennis agreed. It was the night that you turned into the fiendish form. You must have thought you slew her in your hunger. Yet then, perhaps you kept enough that was human about you to stay your hand to the final blow. She survived, Grandfather, as did the babe that she carried in her belly. Gregor inhaled. His wife, she survived, and a daughter, Anna. I have a child, he said, and more, a grandson. You have a child, Dennis corrected, much as you once had a human heart. He paused in his shoveling now and wiped the sweat from his brow. His hand left a streak of mud behind. Do you recall, Dennis asked, a maiden with hair the color of straw? It would have been two years ago. You found her in these very woods. I find many such in these woods, Gregor said. Dennis's face fell. He had seemed so stoic moments before. Now he looked disappointed. She went in search of her father. Dennis said she thought that since he spared her mother, he might still have some humanity left in him. My grandmother begged her not to go and be so foolish, but she would not hear. Yet she was just one of many to you. Was she not? 
You say I drank from my own child, the vampire laughed. I tasted my own blood. I'm sure it was very sweet. Maybe that was why you kept her alive for so long, Dennis said, chained in the cabin in your deep in the woods, half-starved, mutilated, begging for death, and still you would not deliver that blow. Ah, her. Yes, Gregor agreed. Her blood was a beast. I spared her to drink from her over and over again, as I will do with you, my flesh, my blood, my bond. Gregor focused his will and commanded his hand to tear itself free from the board. His hand slid upwards, cold steel tearing that the undead flesh free from the ancient bones. Then his chest began to burn and Gregor lost focus. He screamed in pain and managed to look down upon his steaming chest. Holy water, and what was sitting in the barest of his bared chest? An acorn. He slumped to his head down and looked up at the child once more. There is no law for this, he said simply. I know, Dennis agreed. I'm starting a new law. Any response Gregor may have had was cut short by the dirt thrown on his face. Gregor's mind drifted as he was buried under the dark soil. He lay there for a long time. Starving, furious, the grave soil weakened him. He worked on trying to free his arm once more from the strength was not there. He needed blood, and he could drink again when he would be free. He would then find that child and drain him. Oh yes, drain him indeed. But not all at once. No, the suffering of that child would be tenfold of his mother's. Gregor dreamed of ways that he would break the child over many days, how he would flay the flesh from the bones, cut the limbs from the body, and drink, yes, drink, drink, as his tortured mind shattered beneath Gregor's touch. Gregor smiled. Tendrils that pushed into his flesh were easy to miss. He had been unaware of them until they thickened and dug deeper into his flesh. What was this strange feeling? It was as if a thousand tiny hooks were sinking into his chest. The acorn, the boy, had planted a tree directly over Gregor's heart. Gregor began to panic. He panicked for a long time. He tried to scream, but the dirt merely filled his lungs. He tried to thrash, but that nails held him fast. Slowly, the roots dug deeper and deeper into him. To them, he was naught but more than a lump of fertilizer. The tendrils grew deeper and thickened until they touched his heart. Yet they did not slay him, no. His heart was pierced, but it would not be staked for many months to come as the roots grew deeper. The soil grew damp in Gregor's tears. The tree took him into the roots. The child runs through the forest now. He's out of breath and frightened, but he is not running from something. He is running to something. Dennis, the child shouts. Dennis, a middle-aged man, scarred and facing a muscular build, carrying a bow and a quiver, steps from the shadows of the forest. Alexei, the man said. What's wrong? There is a stranger in town. Alexis cried through panting breaths. He came seeking you. Me? Dennis asked, and then his face darkened. This is another one, he said, answering these unspoken question. The boy nodded in agreement. He says that he's killed four in his valley already. Alexei explained. He comes seeking the hunter. 
Dennis sighed. These are dark days indeed, he said, shaking his head. I thought I'd seen the last of their breed. Come with me, boy. You may help find a suitable limb. Alexei's grin was infectious, and Dennis's heart lightened at the sight of it. Ah, to be young again, then again recalling the events of his own childhood. Perhaps not. We are going to the oak tree, the boy asked eagerly. Dennis laughed. Of course, child, Dennis said as he led the way deeper into the forest. The oak has never failed me yet. The stakes carved from that tree are special. But why? The child asked. Many had asked this question before. After all, it was well known that the woodsman of their village was especially adept at hunting the creatures that were no longer man. Although it was rumored that Dennis owed his success to a particular tree, none could figure out what was special about that particular oak. Was it simple as a good luck charm? A superstition? Surprisingly, for the first time, Dennis answered the question. That tree... Dennis explained in the confidential tone to the child, thirsts for the blood of vampire as much as it thirsts for its own. But why does it do that? Alexei asked. It goes to that tree. It may as well be mother's milk, Dennis said with a laugh. Alexei did not understand the joke, but Dennis was a good man and had a good laugh. The child joined in with the laughter and followed the woodsman into the forest to the special tree which grew a special vampire stakes. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.